This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. This is the BBC. Raj and Pablo on BBC Asian Network. You know, Bollywood, Pablo, it's absolutely huge. Tell me why. Do you know what's happening now? What? They're nicking all their ideas. Tell me. Zayn Malik, right, the wee boy from Bradford who's in a wee band called One Direction. I've heard. He has actually done a cover of a Race 3 song. One of my favourites. Mm. I love the high there. It's absolutely brilliant. Everyone was wondering yeah. whether he was going to sing in Hindi. Yeah. Three, that's his third one. I know. He should be in a Bollywood film. Well, be careful what you wish well, for. Asian Network actually tweeted about it, right? And so I suggested we're going to get in touch with Salman Khan and he should be the villain in Race 4. He's got the tattoos. It could happen. Yeah. It's a brilliant song, but make sure you listen to the show be able to hear what other Bollywood songs the West has been inspired by. Not only that, you're going to be able to hear from Salila Charia, who tells us what's going on with Sunny Dio and that ever-growing wedding uh, between Deepika and Ranveer. They bought a wee house. Well, it's not a wee house, it's a mansion. It's huge. It's going to be about $12 million. Uh, the big release in India only is Bayaji. And the music's been really good. And we had Raghav Sachar. Now, he's given us hits like Gabble Express. He's doing the new Gangnam movie as well. And he tells us all what it's like working in Bollywood music as it is now. It's completely changed. He was really sweet, actually. He was, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He went to Berkeley as well. Well, he, he's got quite a high-pitched voice, he said. He sings as a woman. Yeah, I know. In Sunday. Oh, sounds like my day off. Yeah. <laughs> Now, one person who's been sizzling on the beach in Goa is Mr. Salil Acharya, and he joins us live from Mumbai. Salil, how are you, mister? Not happy to be back in Mumbai after Goa, but it's all right. Oh. Oh, listen, you just rub it in. It's freezing cold here, right? Goa, beach, sunshine, sand, sea. Mumbai, hot, sunny. Here, miserable, cold, wet weather. Well, they always say that you miss what you don't have. Well, they don't have a winter at all in Mumbai, so, you know, I'd rather have that. Well, Salil, no, Raj was just um, describing his personality there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> let's, let's move on. Um, so, um, oh. now, Sunny Dio, um, is, is he really going to be having back-to-back releases? Yeah, last week he had Mahalla Asi, and this week we all know about the Bayaji super hit. We didn't even believe that, you know, Sunny Dio could have back-to-back releases. But the question is, I don't think he has that kind of power at the box office to have back-to-back releases. Last week was a disaster, and Bhaiyaji Superhit, in spite of having Piti Zinta, is also a disaster. I think very bad for Sunny Dior, you know, you, you all have the gutter and all those kind of ideas in your head, the Thai Kiloka heart, and he's still a strong performer. He's very earnest in Bhaiyaji Superhit as well. But the question is, the choice of films is just not shaping up, and I do believe that he started his directorial you know, ventures now, with his, especially with his son, in a big way, maybe it's time to move ahead into that or do not the kind of cinema that he's trying to do. So even in Bayaji Super he's bashing things up, he's, you know, he's playing the fool on that, but it's just not working in the box office, it's just shunted it. I mean, it's embarrassing to see the box office collections. But these are old films. I mean, they've been in the cans for, held up for about five years or so. So is he not just getting rid of all the old films so he can start fresh? It's not him that's doing it. Uh, This is... Okay, so it's only three and a half years old. Uh, So that's not that old. Three and a half, four years is not that old. 
the very fact that he agreed to do a film in 2014 to do something like this mohalla see was not such a bad film that came out last week it was like a pre-pre live genre but like i said uh, i don't think the audience or the current millennial audience that we have is very tuned into uh, the great sunny deol that we all know for them uh, great would be imran khan you know that's like where they probably reach i don't think they even know or connect at all with the older generation they uh, they just very much into the varun dhawan of the world and you know there is other actors so right. i do believe that definitely there has to be a rethink of strategy by these yesteryear actors uh well you know what uh, you you mentioned yesteryear you mentioned varun um there's a new there's a new heartthrob uh making the ladies swoon right why well, when did my pictures get out to bollywood why are they swooning over me a new young so one right swooning over you not a problem it's just that you haven't hit bollywood yet so you're <laughs> a heartthrob outside of bollywood oh thank you salil so, i love you <laughs> we we'll talk about kartik arin who's managing to really make heads turn I think you know his PR game was on point prior prior to this and everyone has to question when was he actually going to do something great but the thing is he's uh, jumped into a very good uh, slew of films 2019 should be brilliant for him and it's amazing the number of girls that are crazy about Kartik Aryan and you know as Rajesh Khanna always said if you win the ladies and you win their you know their vote then your hits and um, and misses will always be heavier on the hits column which is why Salman Khan still is such a big heartthrob I think Kartik Aryan is doing very good job there. Uh Varun Dhawan at one point of time maybe was the hot shot but he's now moved into doing mature cinema as well. So early in his career but we all have to realize that it's 6 years since he made his debut. I think Kartik is well fresh off the block and 2019 will be a big year for him. Good for him. We really like him. Now what's going on with Ritik and Tiger? Things are not going according to plan because big hopes about them getting together. Well, you know, the film should be pretty good. But the thing is, you know, Ritik Roshan, I think, coming back into action uh, is his own master. And that's always going to be the case. So an inside buddy has told me that this film is going to be about a 75-80 day schedule with uh, Ritik and Tiger. And they were trying to keep the cost down. But apparently, uh, that's already shifted to a 115 day schedule because you just can't rush Ritik Roshan. And I think that's what the industry is realizing. Ritik works at his own pace. And I do believe that uh, there's going to come a time in the future, not very far from now, Well I think Ritik Roshan will have to be producing his own films because the kind of costing that goes into Ritik Roshan films is very 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 high and the recovery hasn't been great in the last 4 or 5 years it's been a while since we've had a Jodha Akbar that has done actually well you know you had you had even Mohinder Dawar if you remember was our 250 day film which mm. was an epic disaster for Ritik Roshan mm. and I think Ritik Roshan really needs to figure this out part out I think everyone does the new generation is giving 100 crore hits uh you know without a big deal you know whether it's talia bhats of the world whether it's shraddha kapoor films like three and all that you know no nonsense actors no nonsense stars finishing films in 60 days or maybe 70 at the most and then just moving ahead you cannot have like a thugs of hindustan every second week even though you may have the big stars because the amount of money spent is so high that you just cannot recover it so there's an issue already on this uh, film but remains to be seen when they do come out with it next year how it will be are rithik and tiger getting on Yeah that's fine you see Tiger Shroff is uh, like a lot of us are when Ritik Roshan is all ready and he comes out to shoot you're just smitten by him Tiger Shroff worships Ritik Roshan and you can ask him this i mean the, the only reason Tiger Shroff would ever have a bad day is if Ritik Roshan is not there on the set for him Ritik Roshan is a god and you know everything about him is modeled around Ritik Roshan and Michael Jackson these are his superheroes so that's never going to be a problem and i mean the sight of the two of them dancing and the two of them the way they are i mean i i i make no bones about this i don't think there was ever 
a better looking man on screen uh, than Hrithik Roshan in Bang Bang when he was dancing on the song. I mean, how amazing does he ever look? So that's the reason why it works for him. But he's also got to make sure that they don't go the Govinda way. Like, you know how Govinda was a brilliant actor, but you know, because of yeah. the ways he was on the set, things never went his way eventually. Um, okay, so um, somebody who has got their way. Um, I don't know if it's Deepika or if it's Ranveer, but we know they're together. Obviously, it's been everywhere. Um, now, there's rumours about um, they've bought a house together. It's very expensive, rightly so. They work really hard. What's going on? You know, their budget was $11 million for a house. Wow. And I had like the broker's uh, community who's very close to me, and they asked me, they said, do you know them? So they finally bought a cheap house. Uh, for us, it's $6 million. For them, it's pocket change. But they've uh, pretty much bought their new house. They're now spending another $6 million, is what I've heard, or about $5 million, that is US, redoing the house. And then eventually they'll move into their palace. But anyone who wants to ever come and see where Ranveer Singh lives, I'm going to give you the exact location for the first time ever on Rajan Pablo's show right now. So get this. If Good. you come to Kar in Bombay, Kar Jimkhana, there's a big ground there. On the left side of the ground is this lovely five-story house. The picture that you've seen, that is Ranveer Singh's house. We've been there. We know where car where it is. It's going to be huge. It's going to be like Amitabh Bachchan's house as well. People And Shah Rukh Khan and Salman's. People go there and do pilgrimages. You know, I don't think it'll ever be that. I'll tell you why. Because now what's happened is I don't think we'll have mega-duper superstars like the Shah Rukh's of the world and, you know, uh, Galaxy like for Salman or Pratiksha like for Mr. Bachchan. I think right now, everyone's going to have to fight tooth and nail. Everyone's, every star is going to have a palace where even Ritik Roshan or, or sorry, even Varun Dhawan or Aliyah, they also have these fantastic bungalows because so they all make so much money now. But the question is, now Deepika and Ranveer, depends on what they do from here on, because right now he's got Simba coming up. Next year, Deepika's got a few releases. What they do from here on is going to determine whether their legacy becomes the greatest of all time or whether it's going to be one of the great stars that also is part of it. Can I ask you very quickly, do you know if they're building a nursery? A nursery? Already? No! Not that I've heard of. Why? Why? They just got married. We're Indian, that's what we do. <laughs> on that note, Salim, uh, can I just say I'll send you an invite to my palace when I get it. Um, and uh, of course, we'll catch up with you again next week. Thank you very, very much. Well, that, uh, thank you, Salim. Right, Salim there with an exclusive all about um, Ranveer's new house with Deepika. This is BBC Asian Network. Raj and Pablo. The one person that we've been really looking forward to speaking to is the wonderful Raghav Sachar. Now, uh, Bayaji Superhit is Sunny Deal's film that was released this week. It's taken about five years. And Raghav's given us the song Namai Shivai from that. He's debuted as a music director for one of my favourite films, Kabul Express. He's also done songs for One, Two, Three, Bit to Boss. And he's one of the wonder kids of the music industry. And he joins us live from Mumbai. Raghav, welcome to the Rajan Pablo Show. How are you? Thank you so much, Rajan Pablo. Thanks for having me. I'm good. How are you doing? Really good, really good. So tell us about... Like, I know um, Bayaji hasn't been successful at the box office so far. Um, how did you get involved with this project? Actually, the project's been going on for quite a while, as you rightly mentioned, that's been there for, for about five years. Um, the song Shivai, um, uh, Om Namah Shivai, was actually made for the film Shivai, which was uh, 
Mr. Ajay Devgan's film at that time, and mm. it didn't go through. Um, a lot of these things happen in Bollywood. You make a song for one film, and it ends up going in another film. And um, for particularly, this uh, situation was there in their film, and they wanted a song on Shiva, and I so happened to have the song with me at that time. And the director loved it, and they came up and they uh, did a few sessions. We got Sukhvinder involved. And uh, that's about it. That's that's how it happened. And uh, Raghav, I mean, you know, in terms of your entry into the industry, um, was it kind of uh, very easy for you, or was there a struggle? Um, you know, when uh, our industry is a lot of a lot of the things are based on a lot of luck factor. Um, I have to say that if your stars are working for you, then a lot of things kind of get very easy. I had a very easy entry to be to answer your question. I came from Australia. I had just done my bachelor's in music, and um, the story behind the entry is that Mr. Yash Chopra had called me to do uh, instrumental versions of their old songs, like from Silsila and so on and so forth, because I play multiple instruments. And somehow that deal didn't go through, and it, it fell off. But while I was exiting Yashraj, they said uh, that we are doing this offbeat kind of a film called Kabul Express. And would you like to do music for it? And do you have you done any uh, any music direction in the past? So I was like, I'm happy to pitch and see if that kind of goes in. And um, one thing led to another, and we had a full-fledged album in our hands. So uh, things just actually automatically happened at that time. And uh, why I'm saying that luck has a lot of things to play in it, because at that time, I didn't have to actually struggle at all to get films. And uh, after that, of course, a lot of films did not do very well that I had done. And then the struggle kind of began uh, where you do not get the right films that you want to do or probably the dream projects and stuff like that. And that's how the independent scene kind of started as well. Do you know, I have to say, we've got a wee guilty secret, right? You know, one of our all-time favourite songs is from Sunday, One, Two, Three. It's a brilliant song. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. Glad you like it. It's a brilliant song, and you've got various versions of that. Yes, various versions of it. In fact, one, two, three was a very interesting composition for me because um, if you've heard the female vocal section in the middle, that's also sung by me. They did not have a female vocalist to come in at about 2 a.m. in the morning, and they had to shoot something. And I ended up singing the female voice in a falsetto, and they ended up retaining it, saying that it sounds fabulous. It does. So I became a female vocalist as well. Goodness <laughs> me, you must have had some kind of training to kind of hit that pitch. I did actually. I'm, uh, while I was doing my bachelor's in music in Australia, I was a part of Viva Voce, which is a choir kind of thing, and I was the high tenor. But I somehow have just had a high falsetto always, and uh, just in in order to, you know, make things work at that time, we had done just a scratch. And I was actually, I had actually called Sunidhi to come and draw, uh, to dub the part. And then they said, the director said, that, no, we want the same person who has dubbed the scratch. So I said, okay, that's me. Then we end up redoing it all over again. You've also done, you know, another, you know, I'm sorry, we're just going to go back to your other hits as well. You did a song with Sophie Chaudhary, Rat the Kelly Hai, Asha Bose right. cover. Yeah, sorry, you can't do I do a lot of these independent kind of things and uh, Sophie was uh, a part of that as well. And uh, we really enjoyed because playing multiple instruments and showcasing the talent pretty much is very when you do your own music or interpretations. And um, what else is coming up for you? What can we look forward to? Um, a lot of my independent music is coming up for now. Uh, we have a song that I've just recently shot in New Zealand and um, Australia. Uh, that's going to be a nice romantic number that's, that's going to be releasing next. 
I also have about um, another film called Bhaiya Kyu Radha Kyu Kori Main Kyu Kala, which is uh, which is Prem Soni's next, which also has uh, the debut uh, uh, where Yulia is debuting in the film, and I'm doing one of the songs there. Uh, another film called Mental Hai Kya, which is uh, Mr. Prakash's uh, directorial uh, debut within Bollywood. He is a very big director in Hyderabad. And in the South Market, so that's that's another film that I'm looking forward to, and a couple of other projects. That's got Kangana in it, isn't it? I'm sorry. Mental Hek, yeah, that's with Kangana. That's right. That's right. And uh, you said Julia, it's Julia Venture, which uh, is she? Isn't she um, Salman Khan's girlfriend? Is she singing with that's you right. on that uh, on that album? She's not singing yet, as yet. But I have done a song for the film where it's not an album; it's a. It's a film that features her as her debut film for Indian Bollywood cinema, and uh, that, in that film, I have one of the songs. Oh, brilliant! So you know, finally, I want to ask you: Is music actually changing the way it's been done in Bollywood for Bollywood films? Yes, absolutely. It's really changed a lot over the last four or five years. I've been in the industry since uh, uh, the early two thousands, which is the two thousand and three is when I came into the industry, and since then till now. It's become very different now. It's essentially become more mechanical rather than being more creative. So you would have producers uh, probably just come in and say that okay, we want a romantic song, we want a party number, or like generic generic situations. Um, so the whole concept of sitting across the table with a director and making something fresh for his particular film, you know, and working on the vision together, used to be the way for uh, way we used to work earlier. But that kind of a thing has gone uh, missing now and uh, it's very quick and they don't because music has so much to do in a film they don't want to take any chances they don't want to have one person do this entire music so they end up doing a lot of things while where they have different music directors and they take one song from everyone recently I had done a film called Rustam which did really well as well with Akshay sir and one of the songs that was there uh, in the film was Rustam Bahi which is the title track that was done by me and so many other directors, music directors were there. So the the scene has changed drastically now. Uh, well, Raghav, we wish you the best. Thank you very, very much for talking to us and best of luck with Bayaji. Pleasure of all, all mine. Thanks so much, Raj Pablo. And you guys have a fabulous time and lovely show. Thank, Thank you, you very much indeed. That's the wonderful Raghav Satar. He's multi-talented. We had the music director, Raghav Satar. Now, he is going places and he did the music for the movie. Not only that, he's actually doing loads of other stuff, right? He's doing Gangna's next film. Not only that, but he also sings in a very high-pitched voice. He sings like a woman. I know. He did that for Sunday for Isha Deal. Sounds like me. I want a off. guy. Yeah. Well, no, not that. That was the song. Oh, I see. Cult that song is. Don't forget you can listen live every Saturday from 10am until 1pm here on the BBC Asian Network. Until next time, bye! bye. Catch up with loads more from BBC Asian Network online or on the BBC iPlayer radio app.